Welcome to Buzz Talk Business Show. Each episode, we bring you news and interviews with local businesses, discuss business tips and advice on how to get started or the best out of your business. Welcome to Buzz Talk Business Show. Hello, everyone. We are back at the Login Lounge in Camberley. Today, our guest is Keith Blackshire, who is a business coach. Thank you. Yeah, nice and to course, be here. And of course, we have Alex. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, Keith, can you tell us, um, what's the name of your company, please? So, my company is called Chrysalis Business Partners. Um, I've been running it probably just over, well, just coming up to a year and a half now. My background has always been in sales and marketing for large corporate businesses, work for IBM and people like that. And mm-hmm. I think towards the end of my, um, my term in the corporate life, I was finding that, doing big pursuits, but I was spending 95% of my time selling why we're doing the deal internally rather than spending time with the client and actually understand their pain points and delivering solutions for them. So yeah. I thought if I could bring my skill set on a fractional basis to smaller businesses, mm. especially after COVID, with obviously people Absolutely. struggling. Yeah, because yeah. a lot's had to change. People have had to change the, their business plans and all sorts to work around you know, work everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Lots of working from home now. Mm. You still have those trust issues with smaller businesses. Are my people working when they're at home? That sort of thing. So I really spend a lot of time going in and trying to help them work out. I mean, the first thing I really do is is try and define, have you really figured out who your target market is? Do you know the sort of people that will, sh- will actually respond when you market to them? Because yeah. you can't market to everyone. Everyone tries to. They go, oh, yeah, everyone will buy my service. They won't. No. Let's get the right people. Mm-hmm. And once we've done that, how do we differentiate your products and service? I mean, the perfect sort of example I give to people is if you look in the yellow pages, plumbers, a1 plumbing probably gets most of the business because there's, there's nothing to talk between them. So yeah. how are you going to differentiate your service? Um, and then once I've done that, I look at things like what sort of copy you're writing? Are your headlines compelling? Do you have call to actions? Um, what guarantees do you give? You know, it's a bit like Amazon. No one buys Amazon reviews without, you know, Amazon product without... Uh, no, I, I'm a brilliant one for always reading reviews and I write a lot of reviews myself mm. for both places I've visited as, you know, and, and Amazon. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's important. I think, you, you know, I do this if I, I when I worked actually my brother's got a place in Portugal and I worked out there for two or three weeks in the summer and there was a company called Portugal Internet that actually provides you a Wi-Fi dongle for the period and the service was so good literally I ordered it it turned up when it said it was going to do I had no dropouts it was good, well priced all I had to do they sent me an envelope to put it back so I actually wrote a review and said that was absolutely excellent service you delivered exactly what mm. you said you were going to do and they were really appreciative I, I don't yeah. see why more people don't do that mm. I mean you, you see all the one star reviews where people just want to be awkward right of course yeah because a lot of people There's say that you're always happy to put a negative review but getting those good ones in mm. and you know it's, yeah no exactly so someone say ring Dr. A. Keith um, my business is really struggling but I don't want to give up need your help what would be your well, the first thing I do, uh, the first thing I do is I actually do something called what I call Q52, which is 52 questions. It sounds daunting, but it literally to find out what they're doing at the moment. So, yeah. you know, what areas are you struggling in? Because I'm sure they're doing some great things. It doesn't mean everything, uh, and I always tell people this is not rocket science, right? A lot of the stuff I'll tell you, you will already know you're just not doing it. So you need yeah. some accountability there. Or you might you might have not heard of it, you know, because you don't know what you don't know. Or it's something you might have done years ago, but you, you just haven't done recently. And you're like, oh, no, I should do that. I should carry yeah. on. So I just try and make them do things that is actually going to take their business forward. So I talked about the marketing piece. I'll go in and say, right, okay, so what are you doing for... Wh- what are you doing about lead generation? Well, it's normally word of mouth, and occasionally I'll do a bit of networking. But that's, you know, you can't... That's, that, you know, there's no longevity to that. You, you get what you get a referral when you get a referral, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need um, something consistent. But there are referral strategies, so you can actually offer that as part of the deal. So when you do business with a new client, say, look, 
would you give me a testimonial? And if so, I'll give you a discount on the business. Or yeah. would you give me a referral and Amazon vouchers or whatever, mm. whatever it tends to be? That's the best, isn't it? Word of mouth. Yeah, Word of mouth is the best business you can get because people don't tend to worry about price so much. They know the quality of you because they've been recommended by someone they like. Yes. But it's just getting those regularly. That's, so that's something we were saying before, my, my husband's business. Uh, mm. We do get a lot of word of mouth and recommendations and um, it helps because they'll, you know, they know we're not, we're not the cheapest. We're not mm. the, oh my God, we're somewhere in between. But at the same time, they'll be like, well, you know, I don't want the cheapest. I want quality. Mm. I want the job done right. Sometimes you can price yourself out the market by being too cheap because people go, no, I don't believe you. And it's yeah. A bit, yeah. It's a bit like when you do one of those um, too good to be true offers, you have to put a reasons why with it. Yeah. Sorry. That's but reasons why, because otherwise people just don't believe you. That's too good to be true. I'm yeah. not going to buy from them. They're lying. I basically. got that a lot. I used to do IT, so mm. I was doing a hosting environment, and I kept my prices really low mm. to get the work in. People were saying that's too cheap. I said, well, that's that is it's what we d- it's what I do. Mm. You know, it is too good to be true because it is true. Yeah. Is that website you know? Fiverr? <laughs> yeah, no. Website no. <laughs> oh, Fiverr. No, I used to I used to run my own hosting environment. So I started out with a very small PC that was in uh, like an office mm. uh, in London. That's kind of so they had a data center. When I got there, it wasn't as an office in the yeah. storeroom basically. And then I got Disney on board as a customer, so wow. I had to move everything into a proper data center. So mm. I had to upgrade my servers to proper Delrac servers. Yeah, yeah. Grew from there to I had a full rack of servers. And then years later, I ended up moving from, um, I, it was originally in, in London, then it, then it got moved to Stevenage mm-hmm. because of the price differences and the bandwidth for kind of change and stuff. And then I um, got an IT contract that led me to Airport House in Croydon. Right. Uh, we built a data center inside the Airport House because mm-hmm. f- for their own inf- infrastructure as well. Uh, and then I moved my data center environment from Stevenage down into Croydon. Okay. We expanded the racks out, so I ended up having two racks thousand pounds worth of equipment into it wow. and I was doing virtual desktops remote yeah. desktops so people could work from different locations yeah, yeah. dialing in the and stuff VDI, yeah. yeah yeah so we uh, did mostly over Microsoft um, t- uh, terminal services yeah. and then it came normal remote desktop then when you sure. come to VMs so and stuff straight over my head yeah. uh, straight <laughs> over my head taking me back literally like what so I always get my prices low well, it's but all cyclical though isn't it because now yeah. it's cloud it's a very same thing really yeah, yeah. it's just on someone else's data centre yeah. Yeah, so generally what's the type of people that come to you I tend to get business owners, probably, I suppose in my sweet spot I tend to be, I mean, again, as I was saying, we, we were talking because I understood what he was saying from a technology background, but um, I tend to, I mean, some of my clients at the moment, I've got technology clients, um, but they all tend to be owner-operated businesses. Sweet spot tends to be sort of, for this sort of uh, services offer, probably up to about 50 users and probably about sort of 5, 10 million turnover. I do also do work with bigger businesses and where I've come from, so I can look at things like, you know, doing some uh, kind of reviews of their um, RFPs before they go out, help them writing exec summaries, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the main focus really is own operated businesses. That's what I wanted to do because I really wanted to bring my skills to help people, really. I mean, yeah. that sounds very oh, right, Keith, you know, but that, that's what I was trying to do because they don't have access to these skill sets. And if I can do it on a fractional basis and help loads of clients, so it, it normally tends to be the owner. They mm. might have one or two salespeople and yeah. I'll, I'll end up working and mentoring the salespeople, but... It's a real programmatic approach. I literally have, you know, I'll start off when I, I do that Q52, as I mentioned, then I'll do a, a target market workshop, then I'll do a differentiator yeah. workshop, and then it'll be weekly calls. So I'll do a, right, okay, what we're going to do for this month is X, and I'll track it all. Weekly follow-ups, right, have you got on, guys? You know, if I'm coaching, if I'm mm. consulting, I'm doing some of that So do you them. sometimes go in and, and, and do some of this for them, or do you give them a plan and they and, and work with them? They've got to do it, them, some stuff themselves once either, the plan's either made either way depending so i have it's a plan whatever whatever we do either they do some of it which is more of a coaching basis and i'll say okay that's great what you've done there have you thought about doing this and yeah kind of guide them 
Or so they've got the long term of being able to manage themselves. I actually prefer that because then I've done a much more knowledge transfer yeah. and then at yeah. the end of it they can do it. I do consulting for, mm. for one client at the moment where I'm doing most of that work. He's still got to implement it in his business, obviously, because I can't implement it. Mm. But but again, when he walks away at the end of it, he won't have learned as much as if I'd coached him. Yeah. And obviously it's more so are, are you tailored more to existing businesses or have, do, you, do you sometimes help? I do people help startups too startups. because sometimes they just want to know where to start. I mean, the, a lot of things I tend to work with startups at the moment is they say, Keith, I need to find some funding. Where do I go? And I'm not an investor myself. Oh, funny that. <laughs> but I do have some. I do have. I do know some investors because I've come across quite a mm. few. So I've put people in touch with investors. But then when they do get some money or they get some grants or that sort of thing, I say, right, Keith, where do I start? What do I do? Mm. You know, yeah. how do I get my name out there? And again, it just goes back to right. Who do you think is going to buy your product? Oh, everyone will love this. Okay, right. Yeah, let's, let's narrow that down a bit. Yeah. Let's start again. Right. Who do you think? And it's sort of like even demographics and psychographics right what sort of people because yeah. I, I, I tell people you can't i mean someone marketing to me versus my 18 year old daughter is going to be a very different messaging yeah so you've got to think about who your who your audience is um but yeah yeah because that kind of age isn't it what you're talking if you've got a young s- company that's got youngsters working yeah. in it, it's going to be a slightly different approach Absolutely. to someone's kind of old um older staff kind of thing because they'll think differently. But it's also different approaches, because you, you've touched on something really important there. A lot of people say it's all about social media these days, and, you know, it is, right? Yeah. Because I do a lot of work on LinkedIn, I've got some Facebook ads running, that kind of thing. But you've still got things like well-written sales letters printed, put in a slightly strange-looking envelope, mm-hmm. handwritten and sent to someone, is going to work really, really well. And people is forget that about doing that sort of thing. With, with, like you say, you mentioned the, the handwritten letters, mm. Keith. Yeah, th- that could be seen as a real... Good selling point because it's, it's it's almost personal. It's, and, and it's, it's different because to not everyone's doing it. And that's mm. the other thing is, yeah. it's a bit like cold calling. I mean, people go, oh, no. I mean, I, I, mm. I started in sales literally with the yellow pages, and yeah. some of the listeners may not remember what that is, mm. but uh, <laughs> literally, if I'm just going, oh, you know, just mm. literally pick yeah. it up. So my my full time position is in sales, mm. and when I speak to my clients on the, on the phone, you know, when they when they've inquired, it's a case of, oh, why are you cold calling me? Well, actually, you looked on my website. Mm. We don't cold call. Yeah, it's you've giving me your details. Exactly. So I'm following up. Yeah, you've that's a, that's initiated a, this conversation. That's a good question. Is cold calling still allowed? I know they change certain things, didn't they? Yeah, to I a mean, degree, it is. Yeah, I mean it's GDPR. It is a bit of a grey area. Um, emailing, you have to be a bit careful with because. But then, if you just do emails out and you have an unsubscribe at the bottom, you should be okay because yeah. you know because yeah. people can say I don't want this anymore. Fine. I don't know actually cold calling. I mean. I work with uh, some companies, outsource companies actually still do cold calling, so mm. there's still a business for it, so there yeah. must be rules and regulations related it's to it. It's a very grey yeah. area, like, mm. like you say, mm. you, you've got to give your you, the, the, the people that you're calling, you've got to give them that option to opt out. Yeah. If you don't give them that option, then you're badgering and you're, you yeah. are potentially yeah. bordering it becoming illegal because you're not giving anybody that o- mm. opportunity to say, no thanks. But I suppose it's also different between sort of business data and personal data, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're calling a business, it's less so, but if you're bothering someone at home trying to send double glazing. Yeah. Like exactly. Talking about emails yeah. as well, sending out emails and mm. stuff. If you send more than two emails um, to two different people, that's still class of spam. So that's what gets... Spe- in people's spam filters mm. so if you're going to like for instance me when I email out to people that are already requested in stuff I'll do it separately so I know when it get to them mm. instead of spamming inbox mm. I don't use like those mail, mail monkeys where you just yeah. do it yeah. to yeah. hold yeah. yeah you're going to land in a spam box somewhere definitely mm. guaranteed on that kind of site so sure. retention is a bit lower anyway but on social media because everyone's kind of says different thing do this do that do yeah. that do you find that 
if he did everything everyone was saying, he would have no time to actually do your own work. Well, I think I think we, I was saying this to you earlier, just before we started the, the conversation, is there's a lot of LinkedIn gurus out there that mm. tell you what you've got to do is you've got to nurture a people, you've got to follow all their posts and put some thoughtful content on it, which is great, and that is probably the right way to do it. But that's if you had the whole day to spend on LinkedIn mm. and you did yeah. nothing else. You'd never run your business. No. So... And and another thing is, is, is if you spend all that time, like saying, doing a nice little comment on, mm. on their post, will they do that back to you? That's mm. another question. Well, this is it. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. But again, you, you mentioned about email. Email automation can be a good thing yeah. if you're doing, if you have a subscriber list or you build a subscriber list yeah. and you're regularly sending out, I, I send out if kind you're of weekly. Like a newsletter. Yeah, we, I send out yeah. weekly emails to people with business tips. Mm. So I add them on there. Yeah. You know, and again, there is the option to unsubscribe. What I tend to do is people that connect me on LinkedIn, I say, you know, okay to add you and add them on the and then yeah. I get out and then they, they can still unsubscribe if they go look you know, yeah. Yeah. I've been serious but, but it's fine it takes a while so for anyone out there sort of business tips if you're going to do email automation do not expect hundreds of leads to come from it initially that's a slow burn nurture yeah. one where you want to and, and, I, and I think because spam is on the rise and they are still a lot of companies out mm. there that do cold call not only in this country but globally yeah. oh gosh yes um People are very dubious when they get an email through and you see, it, you, you look at click, the CC'd yeah, like yeah, and, and you look at the CC'd info and you think you see three names plus 98 others. Yeah. And you immediately think, well, I'm going to just delete that. No, I wouldn't. Because that's, wouldn't, that's yeah. you know, that's nothing to do but with But they get really so clever very spammers. I mean, it even looks like it's come from, you know, I mean, you have to be very careful and look at it sometimes. You do. L- just hover over the name just you to do. make sure. Yeah, I, mean, I was I saying, actually, before this, that um, they, a lot of people are getting very clever. Like, with the painting decorating side, my husband mm. does, mm. I get a lot of spam because we're on Checker Trade yep. or on all the other platforms. And as you were saying, um, because Google and uh, Facebook, uh, Hotmail, mm. The email addresses are sold off or something. Yeah, so they're that sold off. Can sell yeah. for spam in a sense. Yeah. Um, and they're getting a lot more clever. Like I've, I had, I've had a couple recently where it will say it will make it look like there's been previous correspondence with a potential customer, mm. and then it will say, you know, this customer's looking for decoration work. Please check out the plans attached. I know it's spam. I can mm. tell. There's and just I, and I because I get a lot of them. Yeah, spam so is different email address, but it's, it's generally it's mm. like yeah. I mean people are copying and ripping off even Amazon. hotmail.com. I'm like this is spam. Oh, Amazon one there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of really bad sort of um, spam going on. I saw a documentary the other day about something that's going on from sort of Jamaica. They're literally calling people up in the states, just getting a part of money. You've yeah. won the lottery. Mm. You need to give me yeah. fifteen hundred pounds to for me allow to release me to give your you the money, yeah. and people are doing it. They're yeah. making like three hundred million a year. See, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's why they still continue because they'll be, it'll be like, does, it, does this actually work? And there is enough it people does. that are make that are still mm. falling yeah. for it. And it's working. Well, you, you get people, you know, that, that call up, and then you say, "Oh, um, I'm calling from Microsoft. Mm. Um, I can see that you got you had an issue with your PC." Um, I just need you to go to this Click website, anywhere, enter this code. Mm. It gives them full access to your entire PC, and they could be halfway around the globe. That still goes on. They, t- they then go yeah. on your, ba- your PayPal or they, your, they your bank the account, and you've gone. They do target the older people because they're like, oh, okay, cool. Because they're not tech yeah. savvy. Because we, we live in a very... Yeah. They're more trusting. Mm. I used to have one call my mum, and I used to answer it, and they say about broadband, don't have a rubber band here. After after my grandfather passed away, my uh, my nan would give the best 
responses. You know, she was getting phone calls left, right, and wow. centre asking to speak to to Mr. Burton, and mm. she said, "Oh, I'm terribly sorry, but he's 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 just boarded a flight uh, a flight to Barcelona." Or she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm really <laughs> sorry, she's unavailable at the moment. I'm just a housemaid." You know, <laughs> she would, <laughs> and there's well, some others. There's some others that are you know. Yeah. Not PG, what I won't yeah, say, yeah. but, you know. My husband plays along sometimes. Oh, I'm like, seriously, he, he, honestly, he, he'll, he'll pretend to, he, I think we some It'd of us have witnessed with him playing yeah. along to the conversation. Mm. He's like, oh, did you really find out? How did you know I had an accident? It just happened now. Mm. Yeah, my car's totaled. <laughs> yeah, How did yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. yes, please. <laughs> he'll play along to keep him on there longer. Yeah. I, I, I get them, and, and, they're, and they're like, oh, we hear you've just been in a recent car accident. I said, well, that's fine. I don't have a driver's license. They're like, oh, but you were a passenger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, you'll find a way eventually. Yeah. Did you have any like tips around um, like how to navigate LinkedIn properly? You know, uh, is there is there such I'm a way? I'm still or? really struggling well, with LinkedIn. I don't quite get it. A few things on LinkedIn. Make sure that you're about me. You've got a massive piece of real estate there about me, and make sure everyone does this. I do this. I do this. I do this. No, make that a benefit. What does that do to the person looking that's landing on your page? So that bit's really key. Mm. Um, make sure you. At the top, there's there's certain keywords you can use at the top. To, you know, make sure it's got a proper title of what you actually do. Create yourself a banner. Canva's like five, ten pounds a month. I use Canva quite a bit. I do. Make My go-to. Used link, to be free. <laughs> used to be. I mean, I think I you used still to use it all certain time. free, but you don't get all the premium. No, things. But, I know. But I you can make a really a good Canva banner just to say what you do. Um, I, I think it's really about you know, it's a bit like your website. Make that really what you want people to see yeah. when they land on it. And again. Uh, I suppose other things, I mean, I, I do quite a bit of outreach on LinkedIn and I just, you know, I send emails to people. But what I try not to do is spam them. I say, look, I'll cut to the chase. I know you're busy. This is what I do. Is any of this of interest? Simple yeah. Because yeah. that's what I'd rather prefer. You know, I get yeah. all these waffly emails and they, you know, 10 different emails. Short, short, I've, just started, I've just started blogging on our website mm. and I try and keep it as short as possible. And I, I feel that that's... It is, it, people don't want to read loads and loads. You know, it's they true do. Though, but long form blogs work really well as well because that's great for SEO sometimes if you do a long form blog as well. Oh, okay. um, so that's worth worth mixing them up. I've been, well, I've been doing them, but they're no, just, they're just they're a bit <laughs> yeah. short. It's time consuming, but if you do it once per week, it gives them an, an update of what you've done that week. And it's kind of like nice to read kind of thing. And obviously when you post it, you're going to have that very short headline. You kind of want to get people like, Well, with, with the use you of know. technology, you might not even have to write well, it. I, say, I know, I'm <laughs> thinking after Jack showed us an AI, yeah. thing, oh, yes. I'm like, I oh think I might have to do it because I was struggling to think what to write well, on well, yesterday's blog. I hold my hands up, I do occasionally use ChatGPT to give me a start. Yeah. And yeah. then I will... We, yeah. we were talking about... Yeah, I think I might yeah. just need that because well, I was struggling. We were talking about Grammarly earlier. Yeah, I was publishing a podcast and I thought, I've got to get out there because you've been hounding me for it. But I got out there, I thought, I can't or to I normally voice it into my phone, sure. put it in Grammarly, respell it and check yeah. it, put it up there, you know, and I thought Grammarly's now got the Grammarly Go, which is their AI version. Yeah. So I put in there saying, uh, put the name of the person saying that I need a punchy headliner for this lady and put the name in it and mm. she's fitness. And as soon as I hit that return button, a headline comes straight back. I went, wow. So that's it, headline, I got the headline. Then I write, so I, write, I need a storyline, a nice story, a couple of paragraphs. Um, she's fitness, she does um, fitness model, blah, 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 like I'm bodybuilding. A couple of keywords I could put in there, mm. hit return. Within seconds, I had three paragraphs and it was amazing. So I dropped the bottom paragraph because I thought it was too long-winded. Kept the, the two paragraphs, published that, and I got these guys to read this morning. Mm. So what do you think? He says, that's really good. So I didn't write that, say I. AI. Don't I was like, I need that for the blog is because this I was struggling dangerous? to think yeah. of stuff the other but day. It, it reads as if AI has heard the podcast and then made mm. its conclusion, but it didn't. Yeah. Scary. No connection there. But, but that's what I find quite funny because I was speaking to one of my tech clients the other day and he, he's really, a, you know, his software development and stuff. And he said, 
you can actually tell if it's been written by AI. Google can tell if it's been written by AI. But there's another product you can put it through to humanize it. So yeah. you could literally yeah. read, you could write a whole ebook with ChatGPT. I mean, it takes time, obviously, yeah. you have to get prompts. Get that through this humanizer tool, yeah. turn it into a book, and sell it on Amazon, and you haven't really done any of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not suggesting it, it, everyone does that. No. <laughs> it's the, mo- it's it's the modern way, age like, of ghostwriting. With writing. the blogs going forward, my husband wanted me to do a second one, but it was pretty similar to the first one because mm. we're still trying to push on certain summer jobs. I'm like, I don't know what I can say that I haven't already said. So I was trying to think. I'm, I'm, I, I managed it in the mm. end, but it, I still felt like it mm, wasn't my best. Oh. But I said, at the same time, that, that whole AI thing might help me on certain ones, and then I can just take it and, and add and tweak it. Well, it just well, gives you that I was boost. just thinking, as you said that, uh, uh, an easy way to do that without you feeling, oh, it's written all of it for me, is just say, give me some topics to write on or give me some bullet points to write on, and then it will do give you a list of what to write on, and you can actually yeah. fill in the blanks. So maybe that's the way to kind of craft it rather than yeah. getting away. I'm going to have to have a play around with it. I've only, yeah. obviously, only since Jack showed me today, I'm like, all right, I've got to get <laughs> got, on that. I've got to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so where's the best place for people to contact you? Well, my website, um, chris-partner, well, I can, I can put this up. Put it on the details and uh, description anyway. Yeah, so on my website, give me a call, drop me an yeah. email. You're um, on Facebook, I'm LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. Um, yeah, so anyway, any of the social media platforms really. And then you'll handle anything from like a startup business all the way through to a business that's been Absolutely. going for years. Cool. Yeah, um, and again, so the main areas I look at really, as I said, is look at their existing marketing, improve what they're doing. I'm not saying I'm going to come in wholeheartedly and change it all. Some yeah. of what they're doing will be right, but it would just be looking at some tweaks and what makes it more effective. Look at what we can do for lead generation, whether that's online, whether it's letter drops, whether it's referral strategies, whatever. But also, as importantly, is conversion. It's no point having loads and loads of leads coming in that yeah. none of them turn into clients. So what can we do to make sure your conversion rate goes up? And once they are a client, how do we get them to stay with you and spend more money with you yeah. and stay with you longer? Yeah. And then we talked about automation. So what can we do to automate some of that so you're working on your business, as everyone talks about, rather than in it? So can we get email automation doing the um, sending it? Can we get... AI to yeah. do some work for you. <laughs> Maybe not so much for yourself, but yeah. But yeah, but it's it's really looking at all those areas and then just really giving the business they wanted when they when they went into it, right? It's not easy. We all know that. And at the end of the day, it's nice to have somebody new in that doesn't know your business. It's a mm. fresh eyes over. Yeah. Just because there might be something you missed, something yeah. you're kind of not doing, and that you can fresh perspective. It's recommended yeah. a lot of times to have a fresh perspective, isn't it? it? Not just that, and it's also the accountability. Most of all, most of my clients have said. The one thing that really like is I know you're going to call me on Friday and go, why haven't you done that? So yeah. they really like that accountability. Why haven't yes. you done your homework? What? Basically, yeah. Why haven't <laughs> you done that thing to move your business? I, yeah, I, yeah. I like that because I get it from Tammy. She chases me. Have you got it out yet? I like I, that. I, I feel yeah. bad though because I'm like, Jack, I know you said it was going to be out two weeks ago. <laughs> But it's, um, it's been four weeks now. Can I have well, that I badged out, you please? for my <laughs> unboxing video with my costume. And I was like, come on, release it. Yeah, no, I was, I was saving it because we already had that um, the <laughs> TikTok like, go out, didn't, didn't we? Like it, like, no. so I don't like releasing something too quickly. So we've no, done I a TikTok, know. we wait for a bit, we tease them, then they release it, and then yeah. they get more excited for it. Dangle the fruit, and then away you go. Yeah. That's yeah. it, got to be patient. Except for when you say on the Tok Tok, go TikTok, go check out the unboxing. <laughs> Where's the unboxing? It's yeah. not there. It's not there. No, it'll be up soon. One <laughs> month Coming later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, it's great having you on another podcast no, today. Yeah, pleasure um, to meet you, Keith. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you back on another podcast and we'll do a bit more chatting. I'm sure there's a lot more we can absolutely. talk about yeah. and stuff. Absolutely. No, yeah. I'll, be, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let that. you know how the AI's going. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And don't worry, guys. Not all my podcasts are going to be written by AI, so don't worry. That's just a one-off. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you can 
can take it and then you can just edit and change that's it and put things make in it, yourself. Make, make it, it your own. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a way of getting you, okay, that helps, that sparked me off now, here yeah. I go. That's <laughs> it. Next time we meet Keith, I'm going to be a published author of seven books. <laughs> I think we should finish on that one then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you for listening. And remember, we are always looking for existing and new businesses to talk to. So if you'd like to be part of our Buzz Talk business show, email us at info at buzzpodcast.co.uk. You can find us on Apple, Amazon, Google and Spotify. And remember to check our website, buzzpodcast.co.uk. So till next time, stay positive and we can help push your business forward.